Thank you for tuning into the Dan Roman podcast, where taking control of your money is no longer a wish, but a reality. I am your money and financial coach, Dan Roman, and your time, your attention, I'm extremely grateful. And one way to show my gratitude is to continue to put out important information for the financial community so that we can grow, learn, and live without money stress. Here at the Dan Roman Podcast, we're going to be talking about budgeting, investing, retirement, real estate, all things related to personal finance. Part eight of the home buying process, the home inspection and appraisal. At this point, you submitted your offer. The sellers have accepted your offer. The preliminary contracts are signed. And now it's time for your home inspection. I've said this before, but it would be a terrible idea for you to buy a car without test driving it first, without having a trusted mechanic take a look at it to tell you the conditions of the car. The same is true when it comes to your home. The same rules apply. I mean, let's say that the home's going to cost $300,000 and you don't get an inspection, so you don't know what's wrong with it. You don't know the condition of the home. Doesn't that sound like a bad idea? Now, sometimes homes cost more than $300,000. Sometimes they cost less. Either way, this is a lot of money. And this is oftentimes going to be the biggest transaction we will ever have in our lives. So why do you want to not have a home inspection? So I've said this before. Never skip a home inspection. And if you have an agent a real estate agent that tells you to skip or has the idea that they should skip or gives you a strategy a strategy that includes skipping a home inspection, fire your agent and walk away from that deal immediately. It costs nothing to fire an agent. It costs nothing to say, I'm sorry, your views don't align with my views. I'm going with someone else. So let's get into it. What is a home inspection? So a pro will take a look at your home that you want to buy. And they'll give their professional opinion on the condition of the home. And if the price is or isn't really worth what they're asking for. Now, when it comes to price, it's not really up to the home inspector to tell you that. Some home inspectors will. For example, some home home inspectors will say, you know, this is a really great deal. The home's in great shape. Or, you know, this is this home's in great shape. Um, it's it's spot on. Or this home's in great shape, but it's not worth that. Or this home is in terrible shape. They're asking way too much. Or this home's in terrible shape, but they're asking for is reasonable as long as you don't mind having a fixer upper, right? You want a trusted, honest home inspector. Some of the things that the home inspector will be looking at. The roof. So the aging condition, right? So they're going to run a few tests up there. You know, walk around, see if there's any spots of wear that are extremely noticeable. They're going to take a look at the shingles, right? They're going to try to guesstimate, estimate how old they are. The foundation, right? If you have a basement, um, they're going to take a look at your foundation. Some homes don't have a basement, 
but have some sort of a foundation. So they're going to look at what's there to make sure that there's no cracks or concerns. The electrical system and outlets, they're going to run a test on every switch, on every single outlet on the property to make sure that it's safe to use. So one of the repairs that we had the sellers um, take care of was some electrical concerns from the home inspection that our home inspector brought up. And none of them were extremely major. But the home inspector's concern is safety, right? Um, among other things. But he wants to make sure that when we move in and my wife and I or our daughter is going to plug in a lamp or a nightlight or a vacuum cleaner, that we don't get shocked. And that was a concern for him, is that a few outlets in, in, in the house that we purchased weren't properly grounded. It's a technical term. So what that means is that the possibility of spark and shock could be there. So that's what you want from a home inspector is you want them to be honest and let you know what safety issues may occur based on their findings. They're going to take a look at the plumbing system. They're going to see if there's lead paint present inside the home. And then these next two tests or inspections that they're going to run, for one is for termites. The other one is radon. You absolutely want both. Pay the extra money for both if it's not included in the um, home inspection. If they if, if the home inspector gives you an option to do a termite test or a radon test, say yes for both. So termites are wood-eating insects. And that's important because you could have some internal damage into your home or in your attic or other parts of your home and you want to make sure that there's no termites present and they're able to tell the second one is radon and you always want to do radon radon is an air quality test in the home usually the basement for traces of radon so what radon is is what we get is what we breathe in after natural uranium which is at the center of the earth the gas <clears throat> excuse me travels from the center of the earth up to us and by the time it gets filtered to all the rock and the gravel and everything that's in between the center of the earth and us we get radon radon is what's called is what is what uranium is called once we get it through natural filtration now this test is done typically in the basement and uh, this will take a few days for the test to run it's going to collect air samples for the most part and then the device is taken to a lab and then a third party independent lab will give you a score and based on what that score is you're either going to be below the acceptable amount of radon at or above um, our home virtually had zero presence of radon and that's a good thing Radon is um, a type of gas that over a long period of time has been linked to many diseases, among them lung cancer. So radon is extremely important um, because some of us are living in our homes 10, 12, 15, 20 years. Some of you may live in your home for the rest of your life. So you want to make sure that you're not breathing that in. 
the home inspector overall, they're going to be looking at the structure, the durability of your home, how things were built. If the home is been brought up to code recently, codes, home building codes change over time because, I mean, the point is just safety. The point is sustainability and safety so that homes don't burn, so homes don't fall, so that homes can sustain themselves because families live in these homes. Home ownership helps, helps stabilize the economy. It's not one of the, it's not the biggest or the number one item that determines the stability of the economy, but it helps stabilize the economy. So the home inspection looks into all of these things. Now, based on what the home inspection reveals, this is where you have the seller fix the problem. Fix the problem. Um, depending on the issue, the price can be reduced. Depending on the issue, you can cancel the contract to buy the home, walk away from the deal, and keep keep shopping around. An experienced real estate agent will help you with this. Please don't trust your Uncle Joe that got his license last year to sell homes on this process because you want to, you want somebody that's been through this 50, 60, 100 times before and can provide you with clear guidance. Now, our home inspection, um, my man was extremely, extremely detailed. He looked at everything from the sidewalk in, the driveway, the sidewalk, the exterior, the interior, doors, windows, locks, plumbing, uh, he even recommended things that we, the owners, should fix to bring things up to speed. A few of those things were the ladder to the attic. He's like, you should probably replace that. Now, granted, everything is not going to be up to the seller to fix. Some of these things are going to be for you to fix. So a few episodes ago we covered you know closing costs down payment and um, moving expenses but some of the expenses that you're gonna have when you buy your home are upkeep right maintenance repairs some of the things that are not the responsibility of the the sellers I remember the the attic ladder needing to, to be replaced the the toilets in both bathrooms were a little loose, so they needed to be tightened. So the home inspector will provide recommendations on things for you to look out for, things for you to do on your own to maintain. Now, this is up to you and your agent on what you want the sellers to take care of. But do me a favor, guys. Don't, don't, don't go after the sellers for absolutely every little thing. I mean, the important stuff, yeah, the plumbing, the electrical, um, any lead paint, any radon or termites, like those things are fine. Um, any sort of leaks, fine. But, you know, don't get too caught up in every little thing because you could lose out on the property because you're being too too demanding, too picky. So work with it, work with your agent and, and come up with a list of the important things that you feel. You want to move in to the home that should be taken care of and go with that. But to have absolutely everything fixed is is unreasonable and is not always realistic. 
Now, the price of a home inspection could be anywhere between two fifty to five hundred. Um, this is part of the process. You pay out of pocket for the home inspection. Now, earlier I mentioned after after the seller accepts your offer, that is when you want to get the home inspection done. This is by far, even if you spend on, on the high end five hundred dollars, the most this is the best use of five hundred dollars in your entire life. Because you spend five hundred dollars, your home inspection can take a day. Your radon tests two to three days. But once you get the report and you find out what's wrong with your home and you realize there's some shit going on with this house, that is the best five hundred dollars that you will spend because instead of what some people have been doing through COVID is waiving home inspections and then moving into a home to find shit that's wrong with it. You know beforehand. You know beforehand that there's a major roof issue or that the AC compressor doesn't work. Both those items cost a few thousand dollars. Wouldn't you rather spend 500 on the home inspection than a few thousand because you'd skip the home inspection to repair or replace something? This is the point of the home inspection. This is exactly what this is for. It's to provide you with guidance, to provide you with the needed information so that you can make the best decision for you and your family. Because buying a home should be a blessing, not a curse. And it kills me that people have been waving home inspections just to get ahead on the sale of a purchase. And then we re- I'm reading these articles on the internet. I'm reading these articles in the Wall Street Journal where that was the worst mistake that they did. Because it's a noisy house. It's a bad neighborhood. Uh, it's funny. They, I, I don't remember... I don't remember which which insurance company it was. It could have been Geico, but it shows like a couple or a family, and they say something like, "Yeah, the home has a clogging issue, or the home has um, a noise issue, or, or whatever the case may be." But you don't realize what the home has until you live in it. But the home inspection can reveal a lot. You driving through the neighborhood at, during the day and at night can reveal a lot now if you're wondering where to find a good home inspector that's a really great question the first thing is start with your agent your agent should have a person or a group of people who can do home inspections pretty much on the fly Um, if your agent does not have one then visit my website Uh, check out the this particular blog and you'll find that Paul Farrell, which was um, my home inspector, and I'm actually going to have his website in the show notes of this podcast. Paul Farrell is the fucking man. A, he's funny. B, he's super likable. C, he's a genuine, honest guy. And D, he knows his shit. He's a builder, and he, he went from building uh, several dozen homes a year to now maybe building one to two. He's older now, so he doesn't want to, you know, build homes like he was in his in his earlier years because building homes is stressful. It's a toll on your body and on your time. So he does home inspections on the side. 
and he does about one to two home inspections a day. It's very detailed. Um, so if you're in the Connecticut area, I'm going to include Paul Farrell, home inspector, his website in the show notes of this podcast. For those of you who um, have checked out my blog on danromansolutions.com, my website link is also in the show notes of this podcast. You'll find Paul Farrell's uh, information in part eight of the blog. Uh, for those of you that want to read this information, for those of you who don't want to read this information, well, now you have it with the podcast. Um, now, other things to consider when buying your home, remember that the purchase of the home is based on the inspection. If you're not getting it inspected, then you should not be buying. And based on the based based on the inspection, you're able to tell what it is that you want to do and how you want to move forward. Other things to consider is the appraisal. This should be required by your mortgage company or loan company. This is not free. So please add another two to six hundred dollars for the appraisal. I think our appraisal fee was three ninety five and we paid Paul the home inspector somewhere between four and four fifty if I remember correctly. Now um as I mentioned in a previous episode, the appraisal is an educated opinion on the fair market value of the home, which simply just means what it can sell it for today what the price should be based on the market. This is good. The appraisal is good. Yes, you're going to be spending a little extra money, but this is good because it prevents you from you, the buyer, paying more for the property than it's worth. So an experienced agent will be able to guide you on what to do if the appraisal comes in under the sale price or over the sale price. Mortgages, mortgage companies, right? The people that loan you the money for a mortgage, they're they're going to require a appraisal because they're not going to want to give you more money than what the home is worth. So if the home is worth three hundred thousand, they're not going to get they're not going to give you three hundred twenty thousand for the mortgage. Hope that makes sense. Reason being is it's a risk mitigation factor for the bank. Why give you more money than what you need? Yes, you're going to pay it back, but we would rather keep the money that you don't need. See, see my point? And what we've been seeing is that people across the country, when COVID was at its highest point, the home was appraised at 300 The bank was willing to give the buyers 300 but the buyers were offering 340 which means that that extra $40,000 comes out of your own pocket like cash because no bank is going to give you more money than what the home is worth and another thing which i mentioned in the previous podcast episode is a final mortgage approval like not pre-approved is different from pre-qualified make sure we have a pre-approval commitment from a mortgage lender a pre-qualification is simply a letter you get in the mail that says you're pre-qualified for a credit card or a mortgage. Like, this is A, bullshit. B, the reason you get those letters is because they bought your information from some other company and they think, based on what they bought, that you're a good candidate. They haven't run your credit. They haven't ran your application. So that means nothing. So a final mortgage approval is key. 
Yes, this is probably the most annoying process of the entire home buying process. I hated it. I hated it because of all the questions they ask. They get real nosy about your money and your finances. And the most frustrating part to me was that I had to keep resubmitting the same fucking documents over and over and over again. Now, I did my part and I did what I had to do to ensure that they had what they needed. Right, the underwriters, the people approving us for a mortgage. I wanted to make sure that their job was easy. And I'm super responsive. I get an email or a phone call within minutes. I'm solving the issue. Why? Because this is important to me. I want to show them my level of urgency so when I call them for something, I get the same level of urgency in return. Talking to a few people that have been talking to some people who have purchased homes over the last several years prior to prior to us buying our home. They will all tell you the most annoying part is the mortgage process, submitting all the documents, working with the lenders to secure a loan. The next most annoying thing is simply just waiting to move in because closing can be a month and a half from today. When it comes time to your final mortgage approval, do not quit or change jobs. Do not apply for credit cards or any other kinds of debt. This will ruin your chances to buy a home. I can't I I can't say that any other way. I don't care if your job is going to offer you more money. It is going to ruin your chances. To secure the home you want. If you're going to change jobs. Do it after you get keys to your home. If you're going to get a credit card. Which I don't recommend. But I can't control what you do with your life. Do it after you get the keys to your home. If you're going to lease a car. Please don't ever lease a car. You've heard my podcast already, and if you haven't, go check it out. Do not ever lease a car, but if you decide you want to, do it after you move into your home. People make mistakes every year from quitting a job to get a new one that pays more to opening a credit card around the time that the mortgage process is happening. Do not do it. This will ruin your chances. So after all of this, it's time for closing, meaning you get to sign a shit ton of paperwork to cover the bank's ass. You get keys to your home and you can move in. Why are we not taking personal finances personal? Okay, episode is over. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on wherever it is you listen to the Dan Roman Podcast. That would mean so much to me. As a reminder, this podcast is no way a distribution of tax, legal, or investment advice. The Dan Roman Podcast is for general education purposes only. Any and all information I provide is strictly for that reason. 
I have and will continue to provide an educated opinion. Also, I have not evaluated your financial snapshot, portfolio, or risk assessment.